Yeah. Get your mind right. Mindset. Yeah. Mindset. Yeah. Get your mind right. Mindset. Mindset. And get your mind right. Get your and get your mind right. Once a week when the time right, we got low-key wonderless, two black, two furious, all of them dropping all the jewels, have another one. What's proper with the coach? Let's get into it, get closer, turn the speakers up, hope the vibes are reaching you. Hey y'all, welcome back to Mindset. We are excited to be with you this week in the midst of everything that's going on in our world. It's still cool to be able to talk to you guys. Um, This is our second to last episode, so we're trying to figure out what's happening in the near future, but we'll be sure to keep you guys posted. In the meantime, in between time, what up y'all? It's Wonderlust. Super excited to be with you on the podcast this week. Hey y'all, it's Loki. Nice to chat it up with you again. Hey everybody, it's Too Black, Too Furious. Yeah. Oh, wait, yes. I have the mindset. Okay. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is like shelter in place, quarantine, shutdown day. I don't know. What is this, like day 25 or something crazy? I was going to um, say something in the 20s, friend. Yeah, it's been about a month. Um, yeah. So, I kind of want to talk about the long term effects of this or, um, what we think will be the long-term effects of this. There's no um, way to tell right now. Um, But maybe some things that we hope will continue from this, um, things we're excited to get back to once the um, quarantine is lifted and just... ...results of COVID-19 on our society. So I think we're definitely going to have another recession for mm. sure. Okay. I also think that we're we're going to see like a huge jump in like consumerism when this is over. Like I predict people taking vacations they've never taken before, like go out to restaurants like five days a week. <laughs> like <laughs> just extra um for those who were able to maintain their employment during this time let me also put that caveat on because mm-hmm. i think that there's an amount of saving that is happening because people aren't doing the things that they would normally do like going to restaurants or running and grabbing coffees mm-hmm. that they're starting to see that like where their money goes um and so i think that they're going to have a little bit more in reserve for people who have jobs um, and are single. I think that if you have children, I think you are going to have a deeper respect, understanding, and appreciation for the school system. I feel like people are going to start advocating more for schools and what schools need um, because they've seen how instrumental schools are in this process because they're literally feeding children. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, And they're still educating them even without all the resources that they would normally have. But I also think that there's going to be this pullback to like, I think this can either change our society, like where people are asking for more work from home days, or it can make our society worse than what it was. And that like people will be so desperate to get back to work 
that companies and organizations will abuse that because absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, so I think it could go one of two ways. Um, for the people who don't currently have employment or have been laid off or furloughed, I think that it's going to really change how they pick companies going forward to work for and mm -hmm. how people view companies as a whole. So those are just like a couple of top of mind thoughts, but yeah. Sure. Uh, for me, I think that it depends uh, on, so I know there had been talk like amongst my family and I about like, man, if this nigga Trump ends up being reelected after all of this, it's going to be trash. I think that there's still a possibility that he could get reelected. Um, I but I think that there will be a lot more civil unrest. Um, there will be a lot more holding to task about like having a better pandemic plan. Um, mm -hmm. And with the possibility of COVID of us not being rid of COVID now, of it possibly being a staple in the seat in during like this change of seasons, there's mm -hmm. definitely going to be more. I think there's going to possibly be more of a checkup on like how that's going, like what are we doing, how are we going to prepare, especially when summer starts reaching its end <laughs> um, and fall hits, like the holiday season is going, I think is going to hit a little different because, you know, you think of flu, you think of, you know, all these other things that you, that you could get that have... Um, that either it, we've treated it before or it has a vaccine, but now it's like, okay, so what about COVID though? Like, are we good on that end? Um, yeah, I think, I think there's going to be like a lot of different political things happening because of it. Uh... I agree with Wonderlust in the sense of these companies hiring people back on, are they going to do better or are they not? If they don't do better, I I think that it is that they could possibly try to abuse it and do worse, but I don't think that people are going to take it as lightly as maybe if it were just like a regular day without before COVID, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that it's going to cause a lot of like dissatisfaction is going to cause a lot of strife um if we try to go back to the way things were or or worse so hmm. yeah i think i think people are kind of a lot of people are realizing how trash our government and businesses um are when it comes to how they how humane they are mm -hmm. so it's interesting think, to see like what will happen yeah i think it's it's when we're asking the question of like what uh, what will look like it's also interesting to see what other countries look like like china's mm. national parks and stuff are like packed out right now you know it's like the executive their equivalent of the executive order was lifted and people are like out here living their best life. Um, mm -hmm. 
But I think that China was also, their response to this has been very different than the U.S.'s response. And Mm -hmm. so I think that the amount of time it's going to take the U.S. to recover from this is going to take longer. So, yeah. Um, Okay, so um, I think both of you made really good points. Um, One thing that I am concerned about is um, small businesses. Um, And that's kind of to your point, Wonderlust, about us going into a recession. Um, Specifically in the hospitality realm, um, retail, restaurants, things like that. Um, Independent restaurant owners, I know here in Orlando, it's really, really rough. Um, And it's not as simple as, you know, closing temporarily and reopening when your business is your livelihood in a very real sense, um, it hits much harder than franchised um, restaurants or these like large chain restaurants. So um, part of that recession is going to be how many small businesses have to close their doors permanently from this. Um, So I'm definitely concerned about that and what that will do. It's going to have a domino effect. So all of those people who had to close their doors, they're going to need to seek employment elsewhere. Um, The job market will already be strained, and that will certainly add to it. Um, We see what's happening with uh, people applying for unemployment right now, and I know that that will, um, that'll change once things kind of get up and running again. But unemployment is still going to be an issue. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, my line of work, One of our main programs is job placement and job readiness, you know, making sure that people are ready to go out into the um, into the job field. But on one hand, we're going to have a lot more people in our organization, but it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge to um, find them jobs. So that's certainly a concern. Um, Another thing that I've been thinking about is the um, all the think pieces and all of these opinions about working remotely i hope that this will have a more positive impact on people who work remotely or more specifically um, companies that have roles that could be done remotely Um, i hope that the policies will relax a little bit and people learn how to effectively manage um, people who work remotely because I would love the opportunity to be able, you know, maybe once or twice a week say, hey, you know, there's a lot on my plate on the admin side and I focus better, you know, working from home. Um, and so seeing how many businesses have no choice but to use GoToMeeting or Zoom or do conference calls um, and how they are able to maintain productivity, hopefully that will have some lasting effects and give people a little bit more flexibility um, because I do believe that work, working remotely um, positively contributes to work-life balance. Uh, so I am looking forward to um, maybe hearing a little bit more about that. Um, on the flip side, you guys mentioned like people holding businesses to task more, um, being more outspoken in support of our education system These are the kinds of things that I don't think will change very much. Um, You know, we see so many memes right now or 
um, postings about like uh, grocery retail workers, um, cashiers, those people being on the front lines and you know these are the people that everyone is relying on right now and that's true but once this all clears i don't think the push for a living wage is going to get any further um what do you guys think about that um i think that i don't know i think it's a toss-up to be honest i think that um I'll be okay. I'll be real. Mm -hmm. Certain businesses, uh, like grocery workers and warehouse workers, mm -hmm. I don't know if it will change because, um, I think a lot of people will look at it as like, well, you had a job during the crisis. So mm -hmm. you're fine type thing. Nothing really needs to change. Um, and there, there are, we can be a very selfish society. So it's like, if it's not directly affecting you, like, or if, if the crisis doesn't get bad within warehouses and grocery stores, it's it's a good possibility that nothing would change for them. We have to really, we would have to really, really go to bat for them and not, like, forget about everything that they have done after uh, the crisis is over, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I think that there are some fields that will uh, work towards change. Um, especially when it comes to like the medical field, like the, when it comes to making sure that people have PPE, mm -hmm. um, and, and even, I know some places were even talking about like, um, but they were talking about for all essential workers is like hazard pay. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, there was a petition going around for hazard pay for, um, U, USPS workers. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, so, um, some of the fields yes um other fields that are essential but people don't look at as as important it's it could be a toss-up and i hate to say that but no that's real Wonderless, i'm thinking think? i guess I, I part of me feels like the question is like how do we think the like business world is going to change either it could be business it could be society my um what i was saying is that we see this outpouring of love and support for essential workers right now in the heat of the moment but once this moment passes like so many other things i mean this is certainly not a flash in the pan this is something that's affecting us potentially for this full year um at least until june but i think beyond um, what happens when, you know, the government, our um, elected officials, everybody's like, hey, it's okay to come outside again. You know, is it like, all right, now let's hit the ground running and, and push for higher pay for, um, for essential workers or for people who had to be on the front lines during all of this? Or does it just kind of die back down and we fade into whatever is the new norm? 
I think we're going to see more people from a variety of professions unionize in okay. ways that we hadn't considered. So like, you know, there are unions for teachers and things like that, but I really think we're going to see more unions for people who um, are working in grocery stores. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I envision that there will be a serious conversation uh, of people within those organizations that say, hey, we weren't looked after, we weren't protected, and these are the things that we need in order to be safe and secure. So I envision more unions across the board, like in all professions. I don't necessarily think that there is going to be a push for increased pay because there it's happening now and it's like falling on deaf ears. I feel like people in American society, and I won't own that, um, in U.S. society, will, some people will allow this to be a life-changing moment for them and will treat people in restaurant industries, um, supermarket industries better. And then other people will come out of their houses and say things like, you know, you haven't had a job and now you have a job again, like act like you're happy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so again, that's that American entitlement. Mm -hmm. So at least I think, you had a job throughout the whole thing. Like some people didn't have a job. Right, exactly. Um, I could see that being a thing as well. So I think very similar to low key, it depends on the individual. I do think that, to your point, to Black, there's going to be a serious conversation about... I think one of the things that this is going to bring about is the differentiation between state and national government because mm -hmm. for the response to the coronavirus, so many of the state governments stepped up before the national government even got on the scene. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, there's always been this battle between like national government and state government, right? Mm -hmm. And in that battle, the national government time after time typically comes out on top. This time they did not. And it will be interesting to see going forward what the response will be for that ongoing battle. I think that there's also gonna be conversations around the separation of church and state because there's currently um, pastors are being, there's conversation about pastors being paid from the federal government who are unable to like continue with their congregations. Mm. So there are lots of things that I think if we allow this or if this lasts long enough that are going to come up as questions. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll see. I think, I think the talk of if this starts, if this lasts longer, um, the longer this lasts, I feel like the more people, the more people are going to have conversations about moratoriums because there are rent strikes happening. Um, there are people getting evicted from their homes there are uh, pauses on utilities, but it's so sporadic. Like there's not a uniform yeah, um, way mm -hmm. of handling this because of the lack of leadership nationally. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's like everybody is picking and choosing what they're going to or not stand behind. And so there are, there are states 
who are on shuttering lockdown. There are some who there are some places where it's like you go out and you get penalized if you're out. There are some places where they don't it's like business as usual. Like people are still going to work, things are still going down. Like it's it's another day in the neighborhood. Um and I think that once I think that people are going to get tired of the fact that not everyone is doing the same thing because it's going to keep us in longer. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be more conversation of, okay, so everybody needs to be doing the same thing. Like everybody needs to be doing the same thing. I want to have a summer. I want to be outside. Like I want this to go away. I want to not worry about getting sick. If I hang out with somebody, I want to do all these things. I want to be able to shoot. I want to be able to go to the doctor. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they're even like you're, it's, it's like modified or limited doctor's visits because of this thing going on. Like, and the conversation is going to move to it because of the unrest that's going to happen <laughs> where people are like, I'm over here in the house. Why aren't they? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Especially for places like California who have been on lockdown way before like any of their other parts of the country were, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's, it's one of those things where, again, I think, and this happens a lot, but I think that for people who are already um, aware and observant of government and politics and um, personhood, the people who already have a kind of strong handle on that are going to come out of this a lot more radicalized. Mm -hmm. And I think that people who don't have any idea about any of that are going to come out at least questioning it more. And so it's going to definitely push our society forward. I think there's going to be lots of interesting conversations and I can't wait to hear these around standardized testing and around school grades and funding and all of those things. So I think that it's going to create a serious period of inquiry, shall we say, for our country about how we move forward. And I think that the establishment is going to try to continue with business as usual. And there are going to be moms, dads, aunts, uncles, grandparents whose lives have been wrecked because people have not been able to bury their families. People have not been able to leave their homes. People have watched their children cry and learn through a computer screen. Like people's lives have been changed by this. And I don't think there's going to be an understanding for the Mm -hmm. establishment way of doing things any longer. Um, but, But then I think that there are also going to be people who are definitely going to argue that if it's not broke don't fix it and now that this thing is over our country is no longer in shambles it's no longer broken we can move forward so it'll be interesting i'm I'm interested to see the inquiry i'm also low-key terrified um because a lot i feel like a lot of people are going to be questioning the people were already questioning the government i feel like because of how poorly this was handled (laughs) <laughs> the federal government because it's like not only did you like not handle this on time now you leave people to their devices which is their brain mostly so now conspiracy theories are like really like getting like real like out there you know what I mean 
people talking about like you know the 5g radiation and how like this is the reason why corona is like so bad because it's like messing with our immune systems and all this other stuff like i can't lie you know i turned off my 5g for a little bit until i did some more research and i was like oh, okay oh. you know we we good out here but it's just like <laughs> but like but seriously though like when when you in in times like this um when you're not really informing people it's just like with anything people start coming to their own conclusions Mm -hmm. and that's one thing you don't want um you want people to come to their conclusions like you want people to come to their conclusions like in it in an informed way um you don't want them to like meander their way through it you get what i'm saying like so it's 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 yeah I feel like it's going to be a lot more questioning. <laughs> like, is the government telling us the truth? Like, what's going on? Because Trump said that this was a hoax. And now, like, I have, you know, it's like people got, like, family members dying from it. Mm, you know, or they have it themselves. Um, it's not that bad. Now we have all these cases. It, it's just, you know, are you telling us the truth? Or are you just saying what you want us to hear? Um, so couple things um trump his handling of all of this has been abysmal and i think that that is well established (laughs) i will say to black i will say this now you know i'm sometimes i turn on fox news just to see how long i can endure Mm -hmm. um and torture yourself that like that because i think need to know what the other side is saying Yes, the best way to win an argument or um, even just douse water on it is to get people to believe that you're thinking the way that they are and then flip it halfway through and then they're just confused. Um, And, you know, although I haven't had to hang out with a lot of my Fox and Friends folks, I think it's also interesting. You said, you know, his handling of this has been abysmal and like we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that we don't. Um, there are several people in the world who. So I'm gonna get to that. That's, I'm, I'm gonna get to okay. that. So, okay. So okay. <laughs> so his handling of this has been abysmal um, <laughs> from the start. You know, downplaying the seriousness of it, um, not listening to any warnings. Um, you know, seeing what was happening in Wuhan and Italy and, and all the other countries that were really hit hard by this before it made its way to the U.S. Um, and just mishandling things every step of the way. Um, however, <laughs> people who support him, like his hardcore ardent supporters, I don't think it has really sunk in for a lot of people that Trump can do no wrong in their eyes and i don't quite know why that is um i think it's more so stubbornness than like really caring about anything that he stands for or if he lies or whatever it's just you know people don't like that i support him but i'm gonna do it anyway that's really what i think it is um or racism um so my concern is that Despite his handling of this, despite how it's affecting the country, the people who support him are going to support him no matter what. 
The question Mm -hmm. is, those of us who can't stand how he has been running running this or, or handling it, will we come out to vote? You know, will we have enough of an impact that he is not reelected? And I am concerned that we won't. I'll tell you what I'm more concerned about too, Black, than us not voting is the election not being handled properly and the COVID-19 being to blame for that. Mm-hmm. And in that, again, disrupting and destroying the democratic process um, because it's just going to continue to eat away at it. And again, the longer that people are silenced, suppressed, and stepped on, the more um, powder keg-ish this is going to (laughs) be. Like, I really feel like I would not be surprised if the election was postponed, tainted, or messed with because of this and that being the reason and consequently Trump getting another four years. Mm-hmm. I agree. So you just sit with mm-hmm. that for a second. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Sorry, dark cloud. <laughs> but it, it's, it's a real concern. Um, I think anything that he could use, he will to stay where he is. And um, there is, there's no repercussions for him. There's nothing, um, he's not held accountable for anything. Um, And so if he does do something, I don't really have faith. And when I say if he does something, I mean to to tamper with elections in some way. Um, I don't have any faith or hope that he'll be held accountable like that'll just be what it is they will downplay any naysayers or you know discredit um democrats and it'll be this whole thing just like how it's going right now um like every time he gets on tv it feels like he's at a rally mm -hmm. like the other day he was talking about the border wall and i was like why are we talking about the border wall he's like we're keeping our border safe you know from the covid on the south of the border we have all of these like and he just went on this rant first of all mexico wanted to close its borders to us to protect them oh, from COVID. It, well he said um you know the mexican president he has troops on his side of the border and that's because i asked him to oh my god and i mean it's just he's outrageous he's just outrageous he brings people from companies that are his huge donors and does basically infomercials about how their companies are making masks but what it really is about is putting these companies in the public eye and in the public mind like Mm -hmm. it is state-run media like it is terrifying as a journalist it's terrifying like anyway i could go down that rabbit hole but all that to say that yes he's abysmal and this is awful yeah um so switching gears a little bit i don't want to bring anyone down we're not going to talk about trump anymore um (laughs) (laughs) one thing i i hope continues is 
the sanitizing that I'm seeing everywhere. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Please, people, I'm not saying like, you know, wearing the masks and stuff, but wiping down your grocery carts, wiping down surfaces, washing your hands frequently. That should have already been a thing. Um, But now that like... I don't know, I kind of... What happened? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Now that the fear of God is in everybody and everybody is washing their hands like they should be, or I hope everyone is, let's continue those kind of clean sanitizing habits. That's... It just does my heart good. That's the one thing um, that I hope continues. I can't lie. I I like when people back up because when they see me out and I have a mask on because I I walk around with my mask Mm -hmm. and people like stay a a good distance and it's like, yes, good. (laughs) Personal space should have already been a thing, but good. Like, don't come close because some of y'all don't know how to cover your mouths. Some of y'all just be, like, talking and touching everything. Like, yes, back, 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 back. Give me 50 feet. I appreciate that. And I've just become much more aware of how much I touch. Um, I was telling my coworkers the other day, like, when I go shopping, before, you know, you would just kind of meander through the aisles and, like, oh, maybe I want this. You put it in your cart. Like, "Mm, maybe not. You'll put it back. Now it's like, if I touch something, I'm not putting it back and I'm not sick or anything, but I just, (laughs) it's just being considerate. Um, I went to Walmart this morning. You pretty much have to go at 7am or don't go at all that day. At least that's how I feel. Cause they're like, um, limiting how many people can be in the store and I'm not waiting in the sun. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I went this morning and this woman, she had on a mask, (laughs) but she didn't have on gloves and she was just rummaging through all the produce. And I was like, no. What's the point? <laughs> Why are you doing that? Like, put on gloves. Um, so it just—I don't know. I'm just much more aware of—I um, don't want to be like a germaphobe after all of this, um, but I am m- much more aware about how easy it is um, for cross contamination. And that's another thing I think we need to be a little bit more educated on. You can still um, cross contamination is still possible even if you're wearing gloves. Um, it's mm-hmm. no different than not wearing gloves if you are going to um, touch something and then touch your face and then touch something else. Gloves or no gloves, that's cross-contamination. Um, so people being more aware of how to use PPEs correctly would also be great. I will say for me, it's a little exhausting. <sighs> And, like, not, like, the showering and washing your hands, because hashtag we've been on that. <laughs> but, like, I it really starts to feel a bit overwhelming. Like, yeah, every time I'm out in public, like, I really won't be surprised if after this I don't have, like, some form of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, because every time I go in public, I can feel my body tense up. Like it's it's happening in my brain and body like I am surveying the parking lot and I'm like there are too many people in this grocery store and I drive to another one like you know like I like I walk in and there's you know somebody like wiping down the cart and they're like smiling like here you go and I'm like thank you for my cart and I grab it from the other end so that I'm not near them like it has really to your point like touching things like I was trying to find the loaf of bread that had the furthest expiration date, you know, like Mm -hmm. 
But I was like, well, I touch it, it's mine now. You know, so it's, there are so many small ways that I think that this is impacting us. And I, I don't know, I'm a very like touchy feely person. Mm-hmm. And so this has been just like its own struggle, right? But then there's like this other side of me that's really concerned about how this will affect me later. Like I am so anxious whenever I go out. Like I, I come in, I Lysol everything that, like it's just the protocol, like the safety protocols in our home right now are off glass. And it's because yeah. so many people in my home have compromised immune systems and are over 60. Like, yeah. So it just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see the number of people who are seeking mental health treatment after this is over. During yeah. this, like, like if you guys yeah. need therapy, listeners, like, there are online, like, virtual um, opportunities to, to get the help that you need. Like, please take advantage because it's, it's really for people who are furloughed, um, who aren't working from home, who are just stuck inside that's a very real thing and it definitely takes a toll um so you should definitely get the help that you need if you can yeah yeah telemental health is out there for everyone <laughs> yeah it is do you guys like i know everybody jokes about like as soon as um this is over we're going out <laughs> da, 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 we're doing everything i kind of to your point wonderlust I think I'll be a little hesitant. Like I'm not fully trusting that it's completely safe. I don't know when I'll feel really safe to be in large crowds again. I mean, for me, <laughs> I'm gonna let a couple weeks go by and we'll see, you know, what the reports are after a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to be trying to figure some stuff out. I mean, yeah honestly it's by the time this junk is over it's gonna be a whole new world for me anyway baby so hey (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i'm definitely definitely gonna try to be out um i might um i might start slow because i want to go to a, a museum or something like that so i might do that get you a dc boo <laughs> hey <laughs> right. so but yeah i'm i'll definitely give definitely give it two weeks yeah. but i probably am going to use the rest of this year anyway to just get myself to get it's like well since it's already been like girl yeah. and you heard you heard it's gonna be like they're predicting that there are gonna be four high category hurricanes this year too Oh, like, my God. Oh. <laughs> I was like, just throw tea. And that's what away. I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's like, sometimes <laughs> it's just, it's craziness. But it's, yeah. But, um, damn, that just blew me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, girl, because I was like, by the time COVID is over, like, we're going to just be, be rolling season. right into hurricane season. Like, yeah. And then I'm thinking, of course, like that, that makes me think about schools. And I'm like, the baby's going to be out again. They're going to be like, we weren't in school in 2020. I don't know what happened. Right. It was the year of no school. <laughs> right. It was a year, the year of online learning, like yeah. getting that together. The system probably should be like spotless by the time. <laughs> because it's like, well, we've had, we've had this, te- uh, this year long test run of kids like virtual learning. So now we have it down pat, but you know. That'd be but too you much know, like, right. 
You know what this also made me think about, Loki? Because I know this is something you're like really intense about, and rightfully so. It's like, what if net neutrality would have passed? Girl. Like, in the season of COVID. And this is why legislation matters. Wait, net neutrality didn't pass? It, it net neutrality did pass, but it just, it didn't go into effect, though. Oh, okay. yeah. Because people, they're still trying to fight it. Okay. Like, and they're, and it's supposed to be going to the, it was, I mean, child, it's been so long now. It's been months, but it was supposed to, like, go through the House and the Senate. It's supposed to go through Congress. Gotcha. And um, they keep trying to, you know, dip and dodge, so. Yeah, but if it like went into effect, that it would have been bad. It would have been real bad. Because people using um uh social media like never before. Mm-hmm. You know, concerts are going to be different now, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like how things have been going with these like live concerts um it's gonna. It, there's gonna be something that comes out of this where, you know, it's not gonna be free anymore. Like once the p- pandemic goes down, it's gonna be like a paywall of something where it's like, hey, we're all here, like gathering together to, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. services are gonna be different. Like it's. I I, I think there's gonna be like inter- entertainment wise is definitely gonna change, but I also think that restaurants and bars are gonna see a boom mm-hmm. that's why I, they can I'm make not, it through yeah yeah like i'm not i'm not super duper worried the only i'll like my mind will totally be off it once the if we ever get moratoriums on stuff so that they don't have to worry about paying bills because once people don't have to worry about paying bills like you're straight you know what i'm saying the only thing we have to do is like get up and go to work like once everything is done you know so yeah i think there's definitely going to be a boom in like face-to-face social activities and there might even be a dip in online activity because people might be so sick of like interacting with people on instagram (laughs) and tiktok (laughs) that it's like i don't know no i'm i'm exiting out of my zoom i'm logging out of my instagram i'm logging out of my facebook like Let's let's face to face this. We can do it now. The way my social anxiety is set up, I might. <laughs> <laughs> this might be That's my time for <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot, um, but understandable. Um, so yeah. What is one thing that you guys like? What's the first thing you plan to do when the um, when the quarantine is over? Okay, so here's my truth. I'm very similar to low key because it's levels to this for me, right? So like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna wake up and fly to Paris. Like, I mean, I could, <laughs> but I'm like, that's too much. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so. I think, you know, the first thing that I'll do is, like, probably, I love coffee houses. I'll probably go sit in a coffee house because they typically don't have that many people, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like, I'll build up to maybe a restaurant and then I'll maybe take a drive to Savannah and then I'm out. Like, after that, I'm out. And you're not going to see me for a minute because I'm going to be 
continent hopping. Like I plan to not be here for a minute. Um, but I have to work my way back up to that because I think there's a genuine hesitancy. Um, and it's not because I'm afraid. It's because I've never seen so quickly in my life things change and people get stranded in different places. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that is outrageous, bro. Like, y'all wasn't even going to phone a friend? You were going to, like, <laughs> so for me, it create again, I talked about, like, I would be surprised if I don't have anxiety by the time this is over, but, like, it creates a, a good amount of anxiety in me, um, the idea of international travel. But mm-hmm. please understand, when I get back on that plane, Wanderlust is back in full swing because I am struggling not traveling. Like, it is who I am. It is in my blood. And it has not happened. Like, if I would have known going to Jamaica would have been my last international trip for the year, I might have moved very differently. I definitely would have moved differently. Um, Yeah. I'm definitely going to be Naomi Campbell 2.0, though, in a plane. Naomi Campbell 2.0, honey. You hear me walking in there with these wipes, with the sanitizer. <laughs> I'm wiping the I'm wiping the back of the person seat in front of me and the seat in my seat, my table. The I don't care if we sharing the um armrest. I'm wiping that down too. Got me. I really think for a long time, hand sanitizer and like Clorox wipes are like not gonna be in stock. Like. For at least two years. Uh, Damn, no, you I don't think, think two so. years? I don't think it's going to be two years. I think people, y'all, I really think people are going to be like. I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be. Six months? I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be six months. But I think, I hope that people are more like, to, to Black's point, that they're <laughs> a little more conscientious. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going to so. have a little, not, I'm not hoarding. I'm not, um, going crazy. Um, but I will make sure that I have, um, personal protective equipment. Um, just, yeah. you know, kind of like my little hurricane preparedness kit. That'll just be added to it. Yes. So. Oh goodness. Oh, I didn't say what I was going to do. Okay. So. Um, I will either go see my godson or come to Jacksonville. Like, but those two things will be happening very quickly as soon as the quarantine is over. Um, this will be all told maybe three months, um, that I'm not able to go home and see my family. So, um, that is, it's a little difficult um, I talk to everyone frequently and I check in, but it's um, it's hard to just not be able to go and see someone, um, especially when I'm two hours away from home. So that's kind of um, a challenge. And then yeah. my godson, who is here in Orlando, you know, we're just on lockdown and I don't want to put him at risk at all. So I, um, I haven't seen him and he is getting bigger and bigger. Every time we FaceTime, there's something different. Um, and, uh, you know, I just want to see the people that I love. So that'll be the first thing that I do. Um, second thing is somebody's brunch, somebody's bottomless mimosa. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) that is definitely happening. Um, and there's already talk like with my, uh, with my girlfriends about some kind of road trip. That one is probably going to take a little bit longer for me to do, but, um, it's on the list. So, and then I'll at some point jump in with Wonderlust on her international travels, but I got to work my way back up hey, to that. Hey, have on, have on the flights, friend. There's no have one on else I want to be stranded overseas with, so. Yes! Oh, <laughs> friend, I love you. Love you, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really going to at least three countries, though, on some G. Like, like at, at what time frame, friend? Like, I'm going to be in three countries within, like, two and a half weeks. Like, I'm... Uh-uh, two and a half weeks? Oh, my God. Yeah, you you said you said W E E K S. Yes, two and a half weeks. I'm gonna be in three countries. How can you even get the experience in one place? Right. Listen, friend. Let's talk. Let's talk. After I this. have been <laughs> in the house. My name is Wonderlust. I am twitching, y'all. I'm twitching. But also, I'm gonna do a quick uh, a quick uh, commercial break and just say this. That if you are struggling right now, uh, being quarantined, I just want you to consider what it feels like to be a person who is incarcerated. Yeah. You haven't even had a taste of what their lives are like. So the next time you talk about <laughs> why do people sick, need... And people are getting sick in the in the prisons and jails and right. there's it's to like, go. The next time you like, why do people, you know, need, they don't need to see the light of day again. Remember, remember that time you were um, in quarantine and you still could get your car and go to places mm-hmm. like, don't forget this. Mm-hmm. Let this be a lesson to you. I also think that you also got to teach them to have a heart towards people in jail. That's like the first step. Come on, say it twice. Yeah, that's true. I also like one of my goals, um, coming out of this is to like work on appreciating like the smaller things more um because it definitely with with so much like being restricted now it's like even the the small things like (laughs) going outside or going to the store can be like anxiety inducing and so um, you know, there are moments where I just go to the movies because I was like, ah, I feel like getting out of the house. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just like trying to be more aware, um, mindful of things that I'm able to do. That's real. Yes, yes. Um, any final thoughts? I just, I just love y'all, man. Like, I love, I don't know. I'm on some hippie type stuff. But, like, I really love the world. And <laughs> I think that, I don't know, man. Like, I'm on, I'm on my hippie grind. But, like, I really think that the way um, to get through this is together. Because I don't think that people were meant to be alone. Mm-hmm. And this experience, I think, is teaching people, introverts, extroverts, people... Ambiverts, everybody is is showing us all that we're not meant to be alone and that we're meant for connection. And so just don't forget when this is over um, what it means to really connect with people. 
Yeah. I agree. Um, I have one thing. I, um, one day, I ran into Dollar Tree for something, and um, I just decided to pay for the person behind me. Um, and it just, it just made me feel instantly better. I was really off-putting to walk into a store and everyone be wearing gloves and masks, and it was just a very surreal feeling. Um, and so doing that, there was kind of that moment of connection that you talk about, um, Wonderlust. So, you know, I would uh, suggest that people kind of find little ways to pay it forward and, and show someone that, you know, you're in this too and you know, um, you know how it is. Um, you know, my flex is Dollar Tree. Somebody else's flex might be Target or Walmart or I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep it at the Dollar Tree. But <laughs> just, or it doesn't have to be money. Just do something kind. Um if not for that other person, for just that moment of connection and how, how it can make you feel. That's real. Well, thank you for this mindset too, Black. Yeah, no problem. I think it was a solid one. <laughs> um, yeah, y'all stay safe out there. Absolutely. Please stay clean. So Wash your hands. Also that, mostly clean. If you touch your face with gloves, <laughs> throw them away. Or wash your gloves. You can actually use soap and water and wash your gloves like you wash your hands. Um, but if you're unable to, take them off, throw them away. Don't touch anything else until you can wash your hands. Amen. So next step is... Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? All right, y'all. I guess I guess we got to talk about this here Tiger King. Hey, you cool cats <laughs> and kittens. <laughs> I love Tiger King. <laughs> too, too black. That's Girl. probably one of the most surprising things I've heard you say in 2020. Really? That is a shit show. I like. I can't say that I enjoyed it. I don't know what word I have, but it wasn't enjoyment. It was. I don't know. Aw. Train wreck? Like, I it's mean, like watching a train wreck? Yeah, it really, because it was. It was like, I don't even know. It was bizarre. Bizarre yeah, is bizarre. like... Bizarre is a good word. Yeah. That's a good word for it. So here's why I loved it. And I get why, you know, wonderless, and maybe some of my listeners may be surprised, given my proclivity to all things black and not so much things of the Caucasian persuasion. But... Tiger King <laughs> offered this glimpse into a world I had no idea existed. Like, the the thing that stuck out to me is that was normal. That was their normal. And no matter yeah. where each zoo was, you know, Joe Exotic was in Oklahoma. Carol Baskin is in Florida. I don't know where Tim Stark or Doc Antle. I don't remember where they are. But they all have very... I think Doc Anthal was in Florida, too. Okay. But they all have very similar personalities or just the craziness that is their world was kind of consistent throughout. Um, And so it was just like getting this glimpse into uh, like another dimension. It was bananas. Um, It was. (laughs) It was just... It really was. (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't know why. Um, I mean, full disclosure, I'm a person that really loves bad movies. Um, cringy moments. <laughs> um, I find humor in almost anything. So my my sense of humor can range from like slapstick comedy to really dark comedy. And Tiger King had it all. So it was a hoot for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can talk about this all day. Where do you even want to start? Um, uh-huh. We could just start from the, the beginning, I guess. The fact that there is a world where people are raising these big cats that, um, either for entertainment or to quote unquote rescue. Right. Not going back into the wildlife, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it's it, it, all the people that we met throughout this journey, um, that dealt with big cats. It, it all, I feel like all of them need to be in jail. I'm sorry. <laughs> And all of them need to go to jail. Like, all of them except maybe Tony, what do they call him? Tony Montana? Well, he's already went to jail because he was like the original. Yeah, he's already gone, but it's like he's not, he's in it solely for the, for the entertainment of him. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's not like exploiting these big cats. I don't think he has a, that I know of, that that people, um, a place where people go to, to pay and see his menagerie yeah he does but he does mm-hmm. oh, okay so he need to go back to jail too but I, it's, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's it was craziness to say the least like and not super surprising when you find out some of the people were from florida <sighs> mm. i mean <laughs> it's tough for me to hear people talk shit about florida because this is my um where I was born and raised. But you're right. right. There's a lot of characters here. I get it. Um, and it's infuriating being um, extremely left-wing liberal in a red state. Um, or kind of a swing state, but mostly red. Um, I So this is probably a conversation for another day. But the debate about how, um, you know, if big cats should be bred or if they should only be in the wild or if it's really harmful to them. Uh, I, there's some gray area there for me. Um, and that's not mm-hmm. even really what I got from the documentary. But basically how I feel is the reason why tigers are endangered is not because people like Joe Exotic are breeding them. It's because of how we're encroaching on their land. So tigers mm-hmm. are in rainforests and, you know, jungle, um, tropical areas. And how much of the Amazon have we cut down or has been burned down? And a lot of their natural habitat is not available to them. Um, so I think that's the area. If you want to talk about saving tigers or, you know, rehabilitating them and releasing them back into the wild, what wild, you know? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for yeah, me... That's true. The issue of them being bred or whatever. Um, I'm sorry, PETA. It's it's not. I need to see what the harm is in it. It's just so, that everybody was like acting like they were holier than thou. Like Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin was. Like she, yeah. Did you know Carol I mean? Baskin like, kill a husband, y'all? Yeah, she did. Yeah. If she, she didn't, did. she knows what happened. 
I don't think yeah. she could do all that by herself, but she may have planned it. Yeah. Carol Baskin, like what Carol Baskin did is what <laughs> is what Joe Exotic tried to like aspire to do. <sighs> That's stupid so. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> there um I mean the the hypocrisy in Carol Baskin um is really it's a tough pill for me to swallow. A lot of people um immediately like she hey, became you cool the cats villain. and kittens. Hey you cool cats and kittens. She became the villain of the documentary when to me Doc Antle was far worse because he has like that weird cult thing where he's getting all these um, young women or really young at girls. the time they're girls, they're underage um, in his uh, zoo and they stay there and he has this nickname that's like close to God or something like that, that they have to call him. It's just, I think he's a cult leader. Um, I think he's manipulating those women and, um, if anyone should go to jail, you know, unless they can prove that Carol did it. Right now, she's presumed innocent. It is well documented what <laughs> Doc Antle is doing, and that place needs to be shut down. Those women need to be freed, and he needs to go to jail. Um, but Carol is, it's documented that she was breeding and buying tigers, and um, the ones that are in her quote-unquote sanctuary were purchased or born there. So she's really not any different from Joe Exotic. Their, it was just, their whole feud was interesting to me. Like how really personal and like, again, I will say the word bizarre. Mm -hmm. It got like Joe Exotic um, and his lovers who like, yeah. That that whole thing was also really interesting, like, because I felt like he, on some level, was, like, aspiring to get to, like, Doc Antle's level. Yep. Um, With his, like, partners and whatnot. And, mm -hmm. you know, him, the way that he just, again, the, the guy who ended up dying by suicide, an accidental suicide. Yep. Um, he was very young when he came there and just the way he looked in that first like intro video versus like the pictures they showed of him as he was nearing his death, the use of drugs. Um, it, it just was all so much. And then like their living quarters, yep. <sighs> them rummaging through the expired meat van or truck before they, and then horrible. feeding customers. Well, that was so meat. horrible. Hmm? What'd you say, Wonderless? I said, and then feeding customers expired meat on the pizzas and like oh, I miss paying that. people on. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Yeah, they did. Yes. yes. Near the, pepperoni. the end. <laughs> yeah. the pepperoni and sausage. <laughs> Who is eating at Joe Exotic Zoo? Come on, people. <laughs> you saw and his customer like, base. Come on now. That's, uh, but not. even. <laughs> But like <laughs> preying on vulnerable populations to work for you. Yep. Like, 
you know, yep. Joe Exotic, you know, they tried to make it seem like when he started off, he was this really great person. And, you know, I hope that that was reality, but I don't think it was. I think that he thought these are the people who will work for very little and will be incredibly loyal. Mm-hmm. And Doc took a very similar approach, um, except he preyed on young women and girls. Yep. And so it just, they're just, I can't. Need to be in jail. And Carol Baskin with the damn um, red shirt, yellow shirt, green shirt, blue shirt. Girl, they free work. But I think that I think part of that's that's also strategic on her part because if you do that, then there are very few people who are employed and there are very few people who know where the bodies are hidden, literally, of the cool cats. (laughs) Of the cool cats. Uh, I can't lie, y'all. When that, when they, when they show, this is gonna be dark. Mm-hmm. Just so y'all know, when they show the 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 tape of the guy seeing the dude accidentally shoot himself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was a lot. I laughed a little bit. You laughed? Why'd you I laugh, did. Loki? I did. What? Okay. I, did. I didn't laugh at I that was part. Like, I see the humor in it a little bit. But I didn't laugh at that part. Yeah. I laughed at the service. When Joe the, Exotic the was ser- singing for no... <laughs> the oh, service, my God. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I... The, what, the part that made me... It was, like, his face. The guy's face. Like, him just sitting there, like... Oh, shit. Like... And then he, like, tried to talk to him and stuff. And I was like, oh, bruh. I'm like, no. Like... No. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. But can you imagine sitting that close to somebody and watching them shoot themselves? Like nope. that's got to be Nope. Can't do it. Too much. All together right. too much. Yeah, no. That's 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 a lot. That's a lot. What but... struck me in that moment is that that guy could have been shot himself cuz he initially had the gun pointed at him and was like, yeah. you know, mm. hey, I told you about playing with guns, bro. Don't do that. And he was like, "Oh, it's not loaded." And unfortunately, it was um I felt I felt bad for him as a whole. What's yeah. his name? Travis? The guy that died? Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it was like he was roped into this um relationship with the man that um seemed great and then wasn't great and fed him a lot of drugs and didn't let him do things out on his own. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine as a teen, you thinking that, Oh, like this is great. Like I got a sugar daddy, you know what I mean? My <laughs> drug, my drug habit is fed. Like whenever I want to get some meth, like I can do it. And whenever I want to smoke some weed, I can do it. Guns, ATVs. But then after a while, like I know that had to be just like a big prison. Yeah. For him and for, um, Joe's other partner, um, the one who had been there longer. Yeah, I, can't, I can't remember yeah, his I name. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Uh, but he didn't want everyone to know that he had his teeth fixed and that the producers of the show oh, could have gosh. used the pictures of him with his teeth fixed. Um, cause they because they that's what we're worried about. That's what right. we're concerned about. I mean, if... Never mind. I understand why he would be concerned about that and want to make that um, clear. Because there were some issues before. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If my my dental hygiene was at that point, I would be shouting from the mountaintops like, hey guys, hey, I'm not that person anymore. 
Um, so I get it. And he is like... I've turned a new leaf. Right. I would be more concerned with the tattoo that says Property of Joe Exotic, right? He got Private it removed. Property he got, he got a tattooed over. Yeah. I yeah. know, but still, like, I just... You could still see part of the word. Something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. like... You know, I don't know. And there were so learn. many things. You do meth and you get bad tattoos. Again, look at the material. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so concerning. He is. And then, like, the whole hit person thing, like, Do y'all think hiring Joe for Carol. The... Yes. They tried to, no. Mm-mm. I don't. I think that Joe Exotic wanted Carol dead, but I don't think that he, and I think that he, might have looked into some things, some ways to make that happen. Um, but I don't think that he was the one who gave the directive at all. But I thought they had a wire that yeah, he did send the money. One more time. He wired, he wired him the money for the tiger. That wasn't that wasn't to kill Carol. I thought it was for the ti- to transport a tiger. Uh, I have to watch it again, but I thought that they set the price for five thousand, and Joe ended up only sending three thousand. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, but the guy was, if you remember, he was kind of coaxed by the other guy about say this thing, and that other guy was his old boss, and that guy was also the person who looked up the bike path to kill Carol on. You know what I mean? So mm. like. There was a lot about him that was really, and I feel like Joe Exotic was uh, a simpleton, mm-hmm. and consequently, he was a simpleton who was in a really grave situation, and he thought that this guy was going to come in, and the guy said it, you know, he looked at me as this guy who was going to come in with the money bags and fix all his problems, and he he truly did, and... I don't think it occurred to him that that person, plus the other guy who was a, a quote unquote businessman who owned that <laughs> store, could set him up to that level. You know, like I feel yeah. like it was all a setup. I feel like Joe did have some conversation about Carol Baskin and her not being here anymore, but I don't think he orchestrated any of that to the extent that they. Yeah, me neither. Mm. Because it's like he was like beefing. They were beefing. Like, I, I would not, I don't know, but see, the, I'm a different person. I'm not going to trust somebody that I'm beefing with like that to give them uh, three Gs to go kill somebody for me and expect them to keep it a secret. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we're working at a different mental capacity, though. I, I, that's, to me, that was craziness if you relied on somebody that you always had to tell them something. And then it's like when you tried to put your foot down as the boss, they were like, well, you're not my boss. Uh, uh, this other dude is my Jeff is my boss. You know what I mean? Like that's blatant. Like like that's blatant insubordination right there. Like, <laughs> I, why am I gonna give you three thousand dollars? Will you will you telling me that all the time? Like, no. Do y'all think? Oh God, I'm. I don't. I don't know if he was set up or not. Um, it just doesn't look good when you're on film shooting a mannequin. <laughs> That's it does not dress like not help Carol Baskin yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look good. are making very open direct threats that if she ste- steps foot on the property she'll be shot in the head. Like you, you have talked about her I, dying so much, um, 
that yeah. you know. He, I mean, he was—he's an idiot, you know. You know, I, I feel like so. Joe. I feel like Joe Exotic and Trump are cut from a very similar cloth, and that there's something about when there's a camera pointed on them that they are even more emboldened and mm-hmm. emblazoned to just be ridiculous. Which brings me to my other question: Do you guys think that Joe Exotic burned up the um, TV room? <laughs> Say it again. Say the question one more time. Do you think Joe Exotic burnt down the control room with all the oh, video yeah. footage mm-hmm. and stuff? Yep, I think he did that though. For insurance. Or For insurance and also and also to get back at that guy, <clears throat> the reality show producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't feel bad for him at all. <laughs> I did not feel bad for that guy at all. I know he was like all all sad and stuff, but that's what you get for going in there trying to um be shysty. How was he trying to be shysty? So when when he went in there, it was like, oh yeah. So you're trying to shoot a reality TV show. You know that you're gonna make a bunch of money off of it, but you don't too much get into the specifics. You just say, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'll shoot your online show. If you let me shoot this reality TV show, and and then it's like you know you're gonna make million, you know you're gonna be rich off of this dude. Mm-hmm. You talking cash shit about him like behind closed doors and all this other stuff, and then <clears throat> and then it's like Joe finds out about like you know this deal possibly going on or whatever that that and then you are like yeah nah I own this junk like you can't touch none of it. Oh yeah. You were shysty. He was shysty. Don't sign the contract. Um, we can we can say that, but like that happens to people all the time. Like people are purposely shysty, and they purposely like don't like say the full thing so that they can get what they want out of somebody. Um, and they t- and they prey on people's ignorance. Like I don't like people like that. Yeah, so I don't. I'm not I saying feel, it's I, good, but the lesson in all of those stories is read the contract. You got to start learning from people's mm-hmm. mistake at some point. Yeah. <laughs> saying that you can't read because some people like they can't. If you can't read, if people are out here praying on <laughs> people who can't read, shame on you. Um, for those, for people who cannot read, get a lawyer that you trust. Like if you're at the point of negotiation with this contract and, and um, or even not even a lawyer, somebody who can read that you trust, um, have somebody read the contract. You got to read the contract. You got to find a way to read the contract. The whole thing was just, by the time it was over, I just, I didn't know what to make of my life. Like, I was already extremely thankful for my life. Like, I was already (laughs) in a quarantine situation, and then I was just, like, up staring at my TV, like, what, what just happened? Um... And it's also interesting, it did, I will say this, like, the guy who shot the doc, it made me think about how you might be starting off doing one thing, and then you just get swept up into something different, because the whole time I thought, what if we didn't have footage of, like, Joe doing all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, what if he hadn't started shooting this four years ago? And we would have only heard of Joe Exotic when he was in jail. You know, it was just like, man. Yeah, um, there are follow-up interviews with a lot of the characters, a lot of the people from the documentary on YouTube. David Spade 
has been um, interviewing quite a few people um, on Zoom or whatever while we're in quarantine. Um, Joe Exotic's original videos are up. Um, I have not watched those. I think I have my fill from Tiger King. But um, <laughs> <laughs> for anyone that wants more, all of that stuff is still up on YouTube. Now I have one disclaimer. And they're going to have another episode supposedly out next coming week. Too, I'll definitely Netflix. be tuning in. Um, but the oh, music videos, like Hear Kitty Kitty and <laughs> I, I, I Saw a Tiger or something like that. That's not his voice, guys. So, oh, it's not? No, it's a Milli Vanilli situation. Dang. So I was like, this man out here singing, though. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> girl, you know it's Girl, you know it's Girl, you know um, But uh, Here Kitty Kitty gets my award for the pettiest music video of all time. It's hilarious. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. I, it's a it's a really good time if you just want some crazy. I has it's kind of trash, kind of not. It's it's bizarre. It's the whole whirlwind. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, I would encourage you to see it. And I would not encourage <laughs> you to see it. I would also not encourage you not to see it. Mm. I would just say, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Watch 100 Humans. It's nice. Oh, yeah, man. 100 Humans is cool. I'm enjoying that on Netflix a lot. I didn't like yeah, I the first it. experiment, and I haven't gone back since. What was the first experiment again? It was it was judging attractiveness, right? Yeah, it was like. And the dancing and yeah, the, sperm count. If you're ugly, like, <laughs> go over here. I, like, I don't know. I didn't like it. But I will say I liked, I thought the one about sentencing was very interesting. Where it's like, if you're more attractive, you get better sentences, like for jail and stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was really interesting. It was. Um, so. Get away with more. People made more excuses for them. Yeah. So be sure to check that one out for sure. For sure, for sure. Any final thoughts before we head out? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, in that case, we'll catch you guys next week. Be sure to um, send us emails uh, at askmindset at gmail.com. It's going to be our last week for the foreseeable future. We're trying to figure some things out, shift around, see what's new, what's popping. Um, but... It'll be our last episode, so we'd love to hear from you before that comes around. Email us at askmindset at gmail.com. Yes, and make sure you rate and review us. We are on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Our main stage is SoundCloud. Also, we're on Instagram at, my, uh, uh, yep, at mindset <laughs> underscore pod. We'd love to hear from you there as well. Uh, last but not least, please hit us up on Twitter at mindset underscore pod. Use the hashtag MyMindset to tell us what you thought about Tiger King. Talk to us about <laughs> <laughs> any of your thoughts, concerns, feelings about COVID-19. Um, or just say hello. You know, we love to speak to you. Um, you can also use the, use the, use the hashtag PodIn. That's P-O-D-I-N to let people know that you're listening. All 
Any final thoughts before we head out? Nope. Nope. Stay safe. All right. Well, then in that case, uh, we'll catch y'all next week, you cool cats and kittens. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.